0: Realize the buyer could be playing chicken with you. They know from dealing with so many weak salespeople in their life that if they complain about the price, that they're going to get their way. This is their go-to move in a presentation. This is their one strategy that they have. So, you know, when you're talking about martial arts and kung fu, you know, the people who are brand new at it have one patented go-to move. This is the go-to move for a buyer. I'm shopping on price. And it may be a preemptive threat. You go into the presentation and you're talking to the buyer, and they may start from the very beginning. I just want to let you know, I'm I'm shopping on price, right? And if you're new at sales, this may freak you out. If you're a veteran at sales, you just kind of laugh at it and figure out if that's the truth or not along the way. Now, here's a list of your problems. You could be creating this problem for yourself, Realistically, you go into a sales presentation and you start talking about price from the very beginning. That's your anchor point. That's the thing that you're starting with. If you're like, hey, we're the low price leader. Guess what? You've created a challenge. That person's going to go game on sales, dude. Game on sales chick. You say that you're the low price leader. I'm going to go out and I'm going to prove it. And remember that this guy or this girl that you're giving this challenge to is going to be the most difficult. You're going to be on vacation. You're going to be somewhere. And this person's going to call and they're not going to take anything except for the way that they want as the answer. They're going to be the most difficult. They're going to be the person who goes and writes a review. They're going to be the person who tears you up on a CSI. Like they are going to be the most horrible person that you've ever dealt with. And you could have caused it. It could have been started by you. How you give your presentation matters. You know, weak salespeople usually like, here's a couple of pieces of information. Oh yeah, here's the price. You don't like the price. How about a discount? That is the most standard week presentation that I've ever seen. And I've sat through so many of these, like you, it would boggle your mind. How many times that I've sat with people and they're like, I'm a closer. Here's my closing rate. Here's what I do. And then I ride with them and I'm like, this wasn't a masterful presentation. You were just a price matcher. You're a discounter. And then I got to hurt their feelings and say, you're not very good at what you do. Your sales are not profitable. Yeah, but I'm a closer. No, no, I'm sorry. Sorry to hurt your feelings. That's not true. One way to look at this is you sell how you buy, you buy how you sell, you present how you would want things done. And if you are a low price buyer yourself, these are going to be the conversations that you have with the buyer. These are going to be the the types of ways that you give the presentation in the sales process. You are going to give your tell. You were going to present how you would buy. This took a long time for me to learn on my own, but it also helped for me to start riding along with salespeople in 2007 and 2008. And about that time I would interview people after we would go on sales presentations, before we would go on sales presentations. And I started drawing a correlation between the way that people would make their own purchases in their own life and the way that they would sell. And so right around 2009, 2010, I started getting in my head to start asking people when I ride with them, let's say that you were going to go buy something really big. And at this point, plasma TVs were expensive. Plasma TVs for a good one were like $2,500 for a 50-inch TV. Today, not even close. You could probably get one for $500 bucks. And it's going to be uh, LED, and it's not going to be plasma. But I would go down this list of questions. I'd say, hey, you need to go buy a 25-inch, 100 or 2500-dollar uh, plasma TV. How do you make the purchase? And some people would tell me, well, I just go talk to the guy at the store and tell me which one to buy, and I buy that one. So people would say, I do a ton of shopping. Well, if someone is a price shopper and they're going to go out and sell, they're going to completely understand a price shopper when they go out and buy. And so it's easy to let the buyer off the hook if that your buying style is your selling style. Uh, I do have a podcast episode on this. I think it's episode number seven. And then I also have 14 videos on YouTube about this very topic that you do sell how you buy. Last on this list is you may not really understand the objection. You may not understand what's going on with the buyer when they give you the objection of your price is too high. There could be other underlying issues that are going on and you hear one thing, but it's really another. So let's talk about that, the objections process. What's very interesting to me is when I train a brand new salesperson, they don't really have this problem with the objection for about 30 to 60 days. I want you to think about that. For 30 to 60 days, this is not the objection problem that they have a process with. It's typically I want to think about it. It's typically an issue of, the the when that purchase can be made. It's not about price because salespeople become price sensitive over time out in the fields. salespeople become very adverse to this uh conversation after getting beat up by buyers. When somebody's brand new they just don't believe it because they don't have any point of reference. They're just like, I oh, don't whatever, let's just go ahead and make this purchase. And the buyer goes, Okay, no problem. Like they don't flinch. You learn this over time. You learn the flinch over time. On this list is most buyers are taught to complain about price. They always complain about price. It's too much money. It's too much this. It's too much that. It's one of the conversations that you just have to get used to and go, all right, it's either true or not true, but I'm going to treat it as not true until it's verified as true. Once again, it's a game of chicken. You got to get used to it. You got to see this for what it is. And most salespeople deal with this wrong. They're like, oh, the price is too high right off the bat. Well, let's get you a discount. If you want to deal with any objection, here's what you do. First, you stay calm. You stay calm. Like no objection could really freak you out, no matter what it is. And this is where salespeople lose it because they lose their cool. Second on this list, vocal pitch and tone really matter. Now, your vocal pitch and tone is going to give you away. So if someone says, I want to think about it. And you're like, so what is it you got to think about? Okay, well, now you're going to upset the person that you're with. And it, not in a good way because, you know, people buy on emotions and justify with logic. It, they're going to ramp up. Then you're going to ramp up. And then they're going to ramp up. And then it's just, it goes and escalates. Yesterday, I'm at the big box store. I'm buying some baseboards. And I had to return a product. And this guy in front of me needed to return a product himself. The girl who was helping him was being quite snappy. She was the one that was causing the problems. and And the guy was like, hey, I just want to return this product. And she says, you can't. I'll call the manager. And so the girl calls the manager. And she says, I got a guy who wants to return this item and he can't do that, can he? And so she was leading the conversation. And, and the guy returning his product, he got upset. Let me, come, let me talk to the manager. And I got to watch this whole thing unfold. And sure enough, what it was, was the way that the woman at the counter was responding. And for whatever reason, she didn't like this guy. For whatever reason, she just didn't want to help him. And I will tell you that... From being on as many sales right alongs as I have, this is the area of problem that salespeople have that nobody ever really talks about. Vocal, pitch, and tone matter. So for you, it's better to come from a standpoint of curiosity and not confrontation. Think about this. Curiosity, not confrontation. Like that means you're going to go, okay, hmm, I wonder how could we, right, confrontation is like, I don't believe you. Like think about all the times that you've been in confrontation. Have you ever wanted to help somebody? Like curiosity is always going to be the 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 best standpoint. And then you're going to mix this with timing. Sometimes when I'm dealing with buyers and this is just me, I just ignore the first objection. And I don't even believe that that's what it is. I just talk right through it. I hear the person. I just don't, don't buy into what they're saying. I know that it's nervous energy. I, I worked with a plumber, Nate, and Nate came to me and he was like, Scott, I keep getting the, the objection of, I want to think about it. And for whatever reason, I kept keep getting caught up in it. And I said, all right, Nate, here's what you do. The next time you say, someone says, I want to think about it. You just repeat the price and tell the person what they need to do. And he goes, I can't do that. People are going to get mad at me. And I said, all right, well, you know, you, you, you asked me for my help. I'm just telling you one of the things that you can do. And so I said, after 10 attempts, come back and tell me what happens. And he comes back and he's like, Scott, I got a nine out of 10. It's okay. Tell me what happens, Nate. He says, I went to my first appointment. I meet with the buyer. I talked to him about their plumbing and I tell him it's going to be $3,000. And the guy says, I got to think about it. And he says, great. I can get you started tomorrow. And he goes, the guy signed with me. So we go through the list and come to find out, you know, he was listening to that first objection. I'm not saying that you have to be aggressive and I'm not saying you have to be a jerk. I'm saying like, look, the next time that somebody gives you a price objection, you just go, yeah, completely understand. Let's get it started. We all work to a large extent on autopilot. One of the things is you don't realize it could be nervous energy. That person could be saying what they're thinking. I give this example a lot. I used to have a 34 pound Maine coon, uh, my buddy root beer. I miss my cat. Uh, and root beer one night woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and he wanted to be fed for whatever reason. You know, when a 34 pound cat wakes you up in the middle of the night, if it's three o'clock in the morning, you feed them because they're not going away. They're just going to keep bothering you. And I remember I walked around a corner. I stubbed my toe. And so I live by myself. And I said, oh my goodness, I stubbed my toe. Why am I talking to myself? I live by myself. And I'm still talking out loud. Sometimes when you get an objection... The buyer is just being very expressive and they say what they're thinking. And it may not be that that's really an objection that they're going to give you, but sometimes you buy into it and you're like, oh, that's an objection. I better answer it. I better deal with it because I can't leave a question or a comment alone. I have to, I have to deal with everything. I'm going to repeat these things for you. Vocal pitch and tone really matter. They really do. And one of the best things that you could do is you could record a presentation where legal or when you get permission, right? Right. That's a smart thing to do, get permission to record a presentation. It can get you in a lot of trouble, curiosity and not confrontation and timing of the conversation matters. You got to have good conversation. Timing last on this list is content. When I was back, back in the day, when I was a, a heating, and air conditioning technician, this was like 2007, 2008. Uh, I went and bought a video camera. I bought like this Panasonic tough camera that you could throw on the ground and it wouldn't break. And at the time it had one of the biggest screens, it was like 350, 400 bucks. And I would go and I would see jobs that were done wrong and I would take video or I'd take pictures and then I would take them to a store and have the store print the pictures out. And I remember this was pre-tablet days. This was pre like iPads and uh, uh, pre-Android and all this. And so I would, I would talk about one of the things in my presentation. I'd be like, all right, now here's how you could tell if you're dealing with a Joe versus if you're dealing with a pro. And I would show the people pictures. I had pictures printed in a binder. Here's what you got. And when people would say, Hey, look, you know what? Uh, I want to shop on price. I said, Hey, we already talked about that. Let's go back to those pictures. You tell me which job do you want? You want it done right? Or you want it done for pretend? And there'd be times where the people would, they would like, you know what? You're right. And they would listen to it and say like, how frustrated, because I would tie the emotions to it. How frustrated are you going to be when you got to take more time off of work to get this fixed? Because they couldn't do the job right. Because this is the job that they gave you. You got to talk through it and have word tracks. There's a ton of different word tracks out there. There's a ton of different trainers that are going to teach you different things. Uncle Zig Zig Ziglar <laughs> used to say cheap things are rarely good and good things are rarely cheap. You know, if I was going to use that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use that at the end of the presentation. I would use that in the beginning. And this is one of the problems that salespeople they don't understand is where you put your content in your presentation does matter. If you're going to use something like this and you're using it to overcome an objection, like you could have used it 20 or 30 minutes earlier in your presentation, you would have been much better off. You could, you could use something along the lines of some will be more than me and some will be less than me, right? You're going to you know preempt this whole conversation, make it really easy. One of the questions I would ask people is how much time do you want to spend chasing pennies on a deal like this? And you know, sometimes people would say, yeah, all right, you're good. Let's go and get it taken care of. One of the things for you to do is come up with your own word tracks. I would say come up with at least five of them and figure out where you could put them in your presentation earlier on before you get the objection. And a lot of times you won't end up with the objection. And then last on this list, not everybody is meant to be your buyer. Not everybody is meant to be your client. You can look around in the world of sales and 3% of the population was meant to ruin your life and take you down and give you a horrible day. There are times where, yes, you want to close a deal and yes, you need to close a deal. But if you're going to have a buyer who's going to be difficult with you, you got to set the ground rules up front. And if they're not willing to abide by the ground rules, they may not be the best person for you to sell to. Now, the hidden danger in this is finding reasons to not sell to somebody. And in the world of sales, if you look for a reason to not sell to somebody, you're going to find it. You're going to find multiple of them. And there are difficult buyers, just like there are good buyers. And if you get caught up and everybody's a difficult buyer and I'm going to find every reason to not sell, I promise you, you're going to find it. Selling on price is one of the most difficult ways to make a living. And cheap buyers are one of the most difficult types of people to deal with for the long term. You may want to look at better options. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.